Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. It's already February, folks, just like that. And ladies and gentlemen, did you know that you can sign up for our Fight, Laugh, Feast conference happening at the Ark Encounter this year? You can do that right now. Head on over to FightLaughFeast.com and you can sign up today. That is FightLaughFeast.com. And if you get a club membership, by the way, you could save yourself some money signing up for this conference. $100 off if I remember correctly. Don't quote me on that. Don't use this as evidence. In any case, FightLaughFeast.com. Let's get to the news. U.S. Surgeon General warns 13-year-old, uh, 13 years old is too young to join social media. You'll find out why that's ironic in a moment. U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy believes children 13 years old are too young to join social media platforms, citing kids are still developing their identity and such engagement can create a distorted sense of themselves. Murthy, who has served as Surgeon General under the Obama and Biden administration, signaled the warning in an interview with CNN, noting adolescents should only be allowed to access the platforms until they are 16 years old at the earliest. Quote, it's time, you know, early adolescence where kids are developing their identity, their sense of self, Murthy said. It's a time where it's really important for us to be thoughtful about what's going into how they think about their own self-worth and their relationships. And the skewed and often distorted environment of social media often does a disservice to many of those children. End quote. Social media giant platforms such as TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter require a minimum age of 13 to join. Murthy further noted the issue with addictive algorithms, which pits you against big tech. Quote, you have some of the best designers and product developers in the world who have designed these products to make sure you are maximizing the amount of time they spend on these platforms, he said. And if we tell a child to use, if we tell a child use the force of your willpower to control how much time you're spending, you're pitting a child against the world's greatest product designers. And that's just not a fair fight, he added. And so that's why I think our kids need help, end quote. The Journal of the American Medical Association published a study earlier this month which sampled 178 12-year-olds from three public middle schools in North Carolina and reviewed how often the minors check social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Researchers found individuals with habitual checking behaviors showed initial hypoactivation but increasing sensitivity to potential social cues over time. Non-habitual individuals, however, showed initial hyperactivation and decreasing sensitivity. Dr. Adriana Stacy told CNN using social media releases a dopamine dump and compared to the addictiveness of smartphones to cocaine. That's quite a comparison there. Surgeon General Murthy called on parents to band together to prevent their children from logging onto social media platforms until they're at least 16 years old. Seattle Public School District officials filed a lawsuit earlier this month against several social media platform owners, including Facebook and TikTok, for allegedly initially or intentionally cultivating and creating a mental health crisis among the youth and have caused a public nuisance affecting Seattle Public Schools. President Joe Biden drew attention social media platforms in his 2022 State of the Union address, alleging the harm social media has wrought on American youth should implore all to hold social media platforms accountable for the national experiment they're conducting on our children for profit. 
That's funny you say that, Biden, because the Biden administration and General Murphy are taking fire, however, from this uh, due to what happens to be inconsistencies in their rules. Uh, This is going back to General Murphy. He told CNN Newsroom host Pamela Brown that parents should look to push back the age at which their children begin using social media platforms to make sure kids don't get exposed to harm early. Last March, however, Murphy addressed the directive from Texas Governor Greg Abbott, effectively cutting gender-affirming care for minors in his state, taking to Twitter to write, quote, Yesterday afternoon in Austin, I met with transgender youth and their parents to hear how they are coping in light of the state's recent directive equating gender-affirming care to child abuse. The pain and fear in their voices was heartbreaking. Parents and kids are terrified about being separated. They are described repeated attacks on their families, at traumatic LGBTQ+, we're already at increased risk of suicide and other mental health struggles. We should be seeking to provide them with support and medical care. Forcing parents to choose between following medical advice for their child and risking an investigation from the state is simply not right. The government shouldn't be interfering with decisions between doctors and patients, he continued. So, uh, there seems, like I said, to be some inconsistencies uh, where they want to limit the age of social media, but if you want to have gender-altering surgeries that uh, will be life-altering and permanent, go for it. Moving on. Border Patrol agents told not to chase all vehicles that flee. Texas Border Patrol agents will soon be limited in chasing vehicles that flee from them under new rules unveiled in January and set to take effect in May. Agents must determine that vehicular pursuits are necessary and objectively reasonable under the rules and can terminate a pursuit at any time without fear of questioning from superiors. Agents are being told that they must consider factors such as the seriousness of the reason, for a pursuit and weather conditions when deciding whether to chase a fleeing vehicle that failed to stop at a checkpoint or port of entry, the official places to enter the United States from Mexico and Canada. A vehicular pursuit is considered necessary when an authorized officer or agent concludes there is an immediate need to apprehend a suspect as part of their enforcement duties based on the totality of known facts and circumstances. That was according to the rules. A pursuit meets the objectively reasonable standard when the government interest in apprehending the persons or people in the fleeing vehicle clearly outweighs the foreseeability of risk to the public, officers or agents or other law enforcement and vehicle occupants, again, according to the rules states. Uh, Agents must evaluate the interest and the potential risk when choosing whether to pursue a fleeing vehicle and continue the evaluation during the chase. They must also alert a supervisor as soon as feasible during a pursuit and immediately terminate the chase if the supervisor does not authorize it to continue or orders it stopped. If a chase is terminated, agents must pull their vehicle over to signal to the public that and the fleeing driver that the chase has ended according to the rules. They must alert superiors. They can then start driving again in the last known direction of the fleeing vehicle to check for crashes, potential flight on foot, or to determine if the subject's vehicle was abandoned or for any other incident. The rules also suggest alternatives to vehicular pursuits, such as tracking with airplanes. Troy Miller, who became Acting Customs and Border Protection Commissioner in late 2022 after the ouster of Chris Mangus, said that vehicular pursuits pose inherent risk to members of the public, officers and agents, and vehicle occupants. 
and that the new policy acknowledges these risks and shifts our agency's overall approach to a risk-based model when it becomes or when it comes to pursuits. Manga stressed that the policy does not bar vehicular pursuits but provides a clear framework for weighing the risks associated with pursuits against the benefits. Moving on to Florida. Florida taking the first steps to become the 26th constitutional carry state. The Speaker of the Florida House announced lawmakers had filed the bill this morning. Florida lawmakers promised to introduce legislation allowing permitless concealed carry of firearms called constitutional carry by proponents has been met. At a Monday morning press briefing, House Speaker Paul Renner and others gathered lawmakers announced House Bill 543, which would allow weapons and firearms without a license for concealment. The proposed bill was written by Rep. Chuck Brannon, with the state Senator Jay Collins writing the companion legislation for the Florida Senate. Governor Ron DeSantis said in December that he was committed to the legislation passing and urged state lawmakers to propose it. Under the proposed bill, Floridians would no longer need to apply for a license for a concealed carry. The state of Florida already allows firearm purchases for those 21 and older without need of state application, aside from federal requirements for background checks. Should the bill pass, the regulation of concealed carry permits handled by the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services would end. During today's bill signing, the governor revealed his next priority. He wants to make it easier to carry a gun in Florida. New 6's Troy Campbell has that story new at 11. You know, this was something that I've always supported. During a stop in Lee County on Friday, Governor Ron DeSantis told reporters he continues to support constitutional carry in the Sunshine State. The change would allow legal owners of guns to conceal carry their firearm without a carry permit. Current Florida law requires concealed carry permits issued by the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services Division of Licensing. The last two years, it was not necessarily a priority for for the legislative leadership, um, but, you know, we've been talking about it. According to the state, there are more than 2,600,000 concealed carry permits in Florida, including 118,000 permits just in Orange County. Last spring, the governor said he would sign constitutional carry into law before he leaves office. It'll be something that will be done in in the regular session. And that puts us in line now with the majority of states uh, who have done that. And, um, you know, even states like Vermont and New Hampshire um, have been able to do that. So uh, so we'll, we'll get that done. There are 25 states that already allow constitutional carry. The new legislative session will kick off on March 7th. From Florida to New York, New York Hotel mobbed by illegal migrants who refuse to leave. Illegal aliens standing outside the Watson Hotel in New York's Hell's Kitchen District on Sunday night refused to leave for a new shelter, causing police to mobilize. More than 50 migrants were outside the hotel, along with activists who were handing out food and water. City officials said that single men were supposed to be brought to a new shelter at the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal that would provide the same services that they were receiving at the hotel. The city bus arrived, but only a small number of migrants hopped on the bus. Most decided to stay outside the hotel on West 57th Street. Activists claimed that migrants were being relocated from the hotel. One activist was was quoted telling the New York Post that they were prepared to stay overnight. A dozen police were originally stationed at Watson Hotel, with police remaining on scene till around midnight as migrants were still surrounding the entrance of the hotel. The Brooklyn Cruise Terminal is a new mega shelter that can house as many as 1,000 single adult men. This according to Mayor Eric Adams. And now in world news. Suicide bomber breaches high security in Pakistan mosque, kills 59. 
A suicide bomber blew himself up inside a crowded mosque in a highly fortified security compound in Pakistan on Monday, killing 59 people. The latest attack by resurgent Islamist militants targeting police. The attacker appeared to have passed through several barricades manned by security forces to get into the Red Zone compound that houses police and counterterrorism offices in the volatile northwestern city of Peshawar, police said. Many of the 170 wounded people were in critical condition. The death toll rose to 59 after several people succumbed to their wounds. That was according to a hospital official. The bombing happened a day before an international monetary fund mission to Islamabad to initiate talks on unlocking funding for the South Asian country's economy, which is enduring a balance of payments crisis. Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif condemned the attack. The bomber detonated his load at the moment hundreds of people lined up to say their prayers, officials said. Quote, we have found traces of explosives, Khan told reporters, adding that a security lapse had clearly occurred as the bomber had slipped through the most secured area of the compound. An inquiry was underway into how the attacker breached such an elite security cordon and whether there was any inside help. Story Real Estate Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. Home is where you prepare to go out into the world. Finding the home that's perfect for your family? Well, that's a big job. Story Real Estate is Moscow's top real estate team. They give people real estate advice all over the country. Family homes, investments, land, new construction, or commercial they know real estate. If you've got, if you've thought about a move to Moscow or anywhere in the country, reach out to get connected with Story Real Estate agents. Wherever you're going, they can help guide you home. Visit StoryRealEstate.com. That's StoryRealEstate.com. And now for my favorite topic, sports. The Super Bowl is all set, ladies and gentlemen. The Eagles started proceedings as they took on the San Francisco 49ers. You can see why. Second down and five. Sanders gets it left side. Big room and a touchdown for Sanders. His second flips over. Hurts going to give it to Scott. Racing around the edge. Scott is in. Touchdown, Philadelphia. For this Eagles offense. Going to sneak it again. Hurts looking for a push from behind. He Waiting for a signal in. Touchdown, Eagles. An absolute demolition. The Philadelphia Eagles demolished the San Francisco 49ers 31-7 as they're headed back to the Super Bowl. The AFC Championship game, however, between the Bengals and Chiefs, well, that was much closer and had a lot of drama. Motion right here, and you're going to all of a sudden get a quick snap, roll out to the side, throw it to the flat. Is it there? End zone. Caught. Travis Kelsey with the touchdown on fourth and one. And they take the timeout. It favors that, but you still got a chance to clock it. Take your time and take the shot down. Here's Mahomes rolling out on third and four. He's going to go for the... Yes, he's got the marker. He's got the out of bounds to stop it. And Osai was hurt as he hit the bench. And a flag's coming in to put him 15 yards closer. Personal foul, unnecessary roughness. Defense number 58. Here's Butker. From 45 yards, all the way, it's good. And then a bunch of desperation laterals coming up. Yep. There it is, on the ground. And retrieved. 
by Erland. He's going to swing it over to Taylor. He's not down yet. He is now. It's it's over. It is over. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won it. Heading to the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. And Cincinnati falls by the exact count. They were defeated by the Rams in the Super Bowl at 23-20 as well. Man, do I love sports. Congrats to the Chiefs and the Eagles. They're set to do battle in the upcoming Super Bowl. This has been your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership or a magazine subscription or to our upcoming conference at the Ark Encounter, head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story for you guys questions about our upcoming conference or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross-Politic, email me at Garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For Cross-Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.